Praise the Lord. There I am. Praise the Lord. So uh, today, the end of 2021, praise the Lord, right? Going into 2022, and I don't know if you knew it or not, but uh, this, starting from September 6th, I think either the 6th or the 9th, it's the year of Jubilee. How many of y'all know what the year of Jubilee is? Okay, so let me explain to what the year of Jubilee is. So back in, in ancient Israel or in Israel times, God commanded the children of Israel every 50 years, 5-0, they would be released. You would release the people who owed you. You'd release them from their debts. If, if, if you owed money on land, the money was forgiven. It was complete deliverance for the children of Israel. Now think about that. This is the year of Jubilee. You are right now in the traditional year of Jubilee. And I believe that 2020, you know, I, the Lord has really been speaking to me about, about 2022 and what's going to happen in 2022. And that 2022 is going to be one of the greatest moves of God you have ever seen in your life. And you know what? It, this is not a time for Christians to be downtrodden or looking at the news. You know, the, I, what was Andrew say? The 10 Spies Network, right? You, you don't need to be looking at all of the bad news. We need to be looking at who we are in Christ and what God has done for us and the future that's ahead of us. Amen? So I really believe, you know, we're in the third great awakening, and it's not just in the third great awakening. It's not, it's not just the church that's talking about this. But you are even hearing the secular media talking about an awakening, that the people are waking up. It's, it's unmistakable. It's awesome. Well, what usually precedes a great awakening is a revival. And I really believe that we are going to see some of the most powerful moves of, God's, of God throughout the United States and throughout the world. And I don't know about you, but I won't be a part of it. Amen. 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 So we, in order for us to be a part of it, and this is what I'm going to be talking about this morning, is we need to be able to clearly hear the voice of the Lord. And not just when we're like a prophetic voice to us or for us, but actually hear the voice of God in our own hearts. And then, once we hear it, to be confident that we know God is leading us in this direction. So I'm going to do this second service. I'm going to do a little bit different than I did the first service. And sorry, I don't think they even recorded the first service. So I'm going to hit some of the highlights that I hit on the first service. But I'm, I'm kind of going to go, not a different direction, but I'm going to expound a little bit more on what I talked about this morning at the first service. And, and in fact, this is one part that I'm going to add to it is the ways that, that God speaks to us. So I'm just going to quickly go through those. For those of you who are taking notes, you can just quickly jot these down. But these are different ways that the Spirit speaks to us. One of them is a prophetic voice. You know, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe in the Lord thy God. This is 2 Chronicles 20, 20. Believe in the Lord thy God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Now, how many of y'all listen to the prophets, like, like Robin, uh, what's his, what's Rob? 
Robin and Robin Bullock. Yeah, listen to Robin Bullock. And I believe Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland is a prophetic voice. In the, Andrew, is a, Andrew Womack is a prophetic voice. They have all been saying this same thing, that, that we are on the verge of something great, that God is about to, to sweepingly move through this country and through the world and, and bring righteousness back to a country. And I believe that. You know, I've had over the years, I literally have a stack of prophecies, probably three-eighths of an inch thick, where a prophetic voice has been spoken to me. Like, back, I still have some from back in 1993 when I first got on fire from the Lord. I have those printed out, and I keep them. In fact, they're sitting right in my, I just pulled them out the other day. This folder is sitting right next to my coffee table where I study. Because at any time, the Lord may prompt me to pick that up and to just read through those. Because the Bible says, believe in the Lord that God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Do you want to prosper? Yeah. I want to prosper. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe the prophets. And you know, some of those words, we had a word that was spoken over. And by the way, my wife Leslie and my son Sam were here at the earlier service. But he's leaving back to the East Coast tomorrow. So uh, the two of them are out having lunch and doing, you know, mother-son things right now. But... But we had, he, when he, my son was here, he's this big now. But when he was, when we had this prophecy, he was only this big. 20 years ago, a prophetic word spoken over me and my family. And we have used that word. My wife and I both have a, my wife took that cassette tape. Y'all remember what a cassette, you know what a cassette tape is? Okay. We got some of us old, old people, we know what a cassette tape is. You youngins, you probably don't know what a cassette tape. But anyway, we, we had these cassette tapes. All of those prophetic words were recorded, and my wife would type them out. She'd listen, re-listen to the tape, and she'd type them out, and she has a copy of it next to her nightstand where she studies, and I have one near me. And over the last 20 years, you can literally see, you can scratch those prophetic words that came, they're being fulfilled right before our very eyes. There's only one major one over the course of 20 years that we have not seen fulfilled yet, and we believe it's going to happen in 2022. In 2022. Because I believe we are on the brink of one of the greatest revivals the earth has ever seen. And, I, and I'm just going to, I'm going to say it prophetically, I believe, and I've heard it, I wrote it down in my journal months ago and told it to one of my close friends who believes in the prophetic. But I believe the greatest wealth transfer that has ever been seen since the children of Israel left Egypt is about to happen. Amen. And I, 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 I wrote it down in my journal. I dated it. I told a couple of people. I told my wife and I told a friend, close friend of mine. And within probably a month, other, other prophetic voices started to pop up all over the, the United States talking about the great wealth transfer that's going to take place. I believe it. Hey, you want to get in on that? I want to get in on that. So, but we need to be able to hear the voice of God in order to be able to get in it, to participate in it. So, so God speaks prophetically. And, and I will say this. How many of you, guys, if you could bring up uh, 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. How many of you have ever had a, a prophetic word spoken over you? Oh, lots of you. Okay, lots of people. So, so just for those of you who are at home and maybe aren't familiar with the prophetic, a prophetic word is when God speaks to a person 
a, a prophet or just a person. I, I, prop, I don't consider myself a prophet. I have a prophetic gifting. Occasionally, I'll operate in the prophetic, but I wouldn't consider myself a prophet. But it's when somebody with a prophetic gifting or somebody who hears the voice of the Lord and they communicate that back to you. That's a prophetic word. So <clears throat> I've had these prophetic words spoken over me over these years, over my wife over the years, and you have too because I saw all the hands. You know what you do with those. If you bring up 1 Timothy for me right now, this is the Apostle Paul talking to Timothy, writing to Timothy and telling him what to do with the prophetic word. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience when some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. You take those prophetic words and you bring those up to God in your prayer closet. And you say, God, you said through the prophet, because I believe in the prophets, Lord, and I'm going to prosper. I believe you and I believe the prophets. And you take those words and you declare those words. That's how you fight the good fight of faith. That's how you warfare. We don't warfare with a, with a, with a sword or a gun or, or, or fists. Our warfare is done in the spirit. And that's how we do it. You take that word that was spoken over you and you declare it before the powers and the principalities and the demonic stuff that's coming against you. You use that to fight your battle. Amen? Here's another way that, that God can talk to people, talk to you. It's through people, even unbelievers. So I, this was back in, uh, let me see, I graduated. By the way, I'm a graduate of Karis Bible College from 1999, from 1999. So uh, I, I won't get into the story right now, but the Lord spoke to me to go to, you know, Andrew Wellman, uh, the Bible college back then, it was Colorado Bible College. I think they, when I got the word to go, they had only done their first year. So I was like the fourth or fifth graduating class from Karis Bible College, way, way, way back when. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so after I got out of Bible college, I went back to Pennsylvania, and the Lord prompted me to get on radio. So um, I built a little sound booth. I was in construction at the time, along with being a minister. You know, I had to feed my family. And so just like Paul was a tent maker, along with being a minister. And so um, I had built this, this sound booth in my, in my basement, and I was contemplating. The Lord had been prompting me. I didn't hear a thus say. It wasn't a thus say the Lord from a prophet. It wasn't like I heard a voice. The Lord had just been prompting me about getting on radio. And so I was praying about it. I was, I was just like, Lord, I just don't know. It's going to cost money. How am I going to produce these things? You know, it was just me, myself, and my wife. I said, how are we going to produce this? This is just this is going to be a lot of work. What? And so I've been praying about it for several weeks, you know, and, and still moving forward with it, like building the sound booth and all that kind of stuff. And so I was in construction, and I built, I called, one of my, the guys that I worked for, I was a subcontractor to one of the construct, another construction company. I called him and I said, I, I can't remember what his, his, his home and construction, I can't remember what his first name was, Joe, let's say. I says, hey, Joe, this is John S.C., uh, you know, we're going to be working on your stuff here in a little bit, just checking in with you. And he said, John, now this guy's an unbeliever. He didn't know what I was praying about. He said, John, you've got the perfect radio voice, buddy. Come on. So then you know, okay, God, I, even through an unbelief. Hey, listen, God used 
a jackass in the Bible, right? And I've had some jackasses talk to me before. And you know, no, but you know, God used a donkey in the Bible to, to speak to the prophet Balaam. So if he can use a donkey in the, in the Bible, he can surely use somebody who's maybe not walking with God. Amen? So you gotta, you got to be looking. People could speak to you. The primary way that God is going to speak to you, and we're going to get into this in a little more depth here in a little bit. primary way that God is going to speak to you is by His Word. This is why if you, if you really want to hear the voice of God, you need to be very familiar with the Word. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about how we filter everything through the Word. No matter what you hear, how good it sounds, you need to filter it through the Word. So God will use His Word to talk to you. Another, we're going to spend a little bit of time on this today too, is the inner witness. That's, I've never, in all the years of ministry, May 19, 1993 is when I got on fire for God and pursued Him seriously with a passion since then. I mean, I've made mistakes along the way. I've, I've bumped my head. You know, I've, I've made some bad decisions. I've made a lot of good decisions, but I've made some bad decisions. I thought I've heard God, and, and I didn't, you know, it wasn't God. It was my own flesh, right, my own desires. But I thought I was hearing from God. But I've never heard the audible voice of God. Other than that guy, you know, something like that, a prophetic word from somebody. Uh, I've never heard, God has never appeared to me. I've never heard the prophetic or the, 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 the actual voice of God. I have had to follow after God by my heart. And that's the way, the primary way between it, that your heart and the word is how he's going to lead you, is by your heart. So, so we need to keep our heart as in tune to the Lord as we can. And, and I, do, I, want to go, I want to go on that just a little bit. You know, one of the most important things for you to do to hear the voice of God is to cultivate your relationship with Him. He loves you. And He wants you to spend time with Him. You know, there, it's, it's, it's very interesting because over the years, you know, I've got three kids. They're all grown now in, you know, 30s, 20s. My youngest is 26. My oldest is 33. So they're older now. But when they were little, you know, I, was, I knew the voice of my children. I knew their voice. I know the voice of my wife. I can pick the voice of my wife out from all other people. Voice of my children. There can be a crowd of people, and my son or my daughter can cry out, Hey, Dad. And no matter how much noise of other voices, I know them so well, I know their voice so well, I immediately can pick it up. I know, I know their voices so well, I know the cadence and the tone of the voice. So if, if the cadence has increased or the tone deviates from calm, I know they're in trouble. So I'm going to move faster to that situation. Same thing with our relationship with the Lord. How intimate are we with Him that when He speaks, 
we immediately respond and know it's him. That just takes time. You need to, in order to, to increase that inner witness within your heart, you need to spend time with him. And I don't know what time with him looks like for you. I only know what it looks like for me. And, I, and I'm, honestly, I'm not going to tell you because you need to cultivate your relationship. You know, my time with my wife looks different than, than your times with your spouses, right? What we like to do and, 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 and the way we connect with one another is different than another couple. But it still has that basic foundation, which is love for one another and spending time with one another. You know, the Bible, the Bible uses the husband and wife relationship as an allegory for a Christ in the church, like us and his bride, or the, uh, Jesus and the bride, which is us. So, my, you know, my wife is my best friend. I mean, we just hang out together. You know, I, I mean, we just don't do a lot, to be honest with you. We're boring people. <laughs> no joke. I'm not kidding you. We're boring people. Like, we, we, just, we just like eating a good meal together and hanging out together and spending time with one another. And, you know, you get to the point where you know somebody so well, you can finish their sentence. Because you just know them, so you know you know how they re will react in, in any particular situation. That's intimacy. This is what God is drawing us to with Him. Is that same depth of intimacy when you you don't even have to to you you can sense you can sense when the Lord's heart is grieved about something. When, when, when you're that connected, hearing the voice of God is easy. But that, then, you know, when, 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 it's like, when your relationship with the Lord is like that, the inner witness is the most marvelous way to be led. You don't need an audible voice. You don't need, you know, somebody, a prophetic word. Because God is constantly speaking prophetic words to you as you're just living your life. You know, I don't know about you, but, but I constantly keep a running conversation going with the Lord in the back of my head. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you go into a grocery store, and, and, and I could, you know, one of the early ways of, of training myself how to hear the voice of the Lord is I would, I, I would sense, for instance, the Lord would say to me, okay, I, I got a prophetic word I want you to give to somebody in the grocery store. That's it. That's all I get. I'll be like, okay, Lord, I guess. So I'd, I'd, I'd go to the grocery store, and I'd get out of my truck, and I'd just be walking down the aisles going, okay, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening, Lord. I'm waiting to hear, Lord. Just waiting to hear until you hear that, okay, there's the person. Or you don't even hear there's the person your heart begins to well up with compassion for somebody. You see that person and you're like, oh, that my heart is broken. You don't know anything about them. 
you, 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 you don't know what, they've, what, what they're going. You know nothing. About, they're just a person you, you see at the grocery store. And suddenly, your heart begins to break. Did you know Jesus healed people, ministered to people out of his compassion for them? Where did that compassion come from? That, that compassion came from the Spirit of God within him. So when that compassion wells up on the inside of you, that compassion is the Lord speaking to you. And you need to be obedient to that. Because you don't want to miss something good, do you? No, I don't want to miss something good. And I, I don't want to miss giving something good to somebody who needs it. Right? So this is, I'm telling you, 2022 is going to be one of the greatest years that we have ever known. If you're willing to step out into it and be bold. I've never found when I have heard the voice of the Lord, I mean, there may be a few occasions when, it, when it's easy. You know, not, I won't say easy, but when it just, you know, you're not, your knees aren't knocking together, right? But there's very few times when, when the Lord tells me to do something that there is not an element of fear that can enter into it. But the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power of love, and of a sound mind. So, so, so that, that, that inner witness is the most important thing where God is going to lead you. God will lead you through circumstances as well. Now, God won't, let's, let's be clear here. God won't put the circumstances on you. But once you get into a circumstance where it's not looking good, He will lead you through that circumstance. Say, you made this decision, I told you not to make that decision. Now, I don't know about you, but you know what? A good dad is going to help you and correct you and lead you that way. I told you not to make that decision. I told you before. You, you, you know you heard me. Right? Come on. Am I the only one who goes, la, 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 I can't hear you. La, 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 la. You know what I'm talking about. Laura's speaking to you about something, and you either slow walk it to get it done. You know what I mean by slow walking, right? You either slow walk it. Or you just, you, just, you just in your heart, you don't say to the Lord, Lord, I'm not doing that. Sometimes you almost would be better doing that. You just ignore it like you didn't hear it. Well, he knows, he knows you heard him. You think he's stupid? You know he heard you. He, you heard him. He knows that. So once you get into that situation, he didn't bring that. So he was trying to, to get you away from that circumstance. But now you find yourself in it. Then he's going to teach you, okay, now, you, you know, remember, I told you not to do this. Make sure you listen next time, but let me show you how to get out of this situation. So the Lord will lead you through your circumstances. The Lord will also lead you through visions. And I'm not going to go, I've got scriptures that surround all these. I don't want to take the time because i got some other stuff I want to get to. But he'll also lead you through visions. And I'll be honest with you, and there's, there's three types of visions. There's an inner, an inner vision where you've just seen it like with your eyes closed. There's an open vision where your eyes are actually open and you see the thing unfolding before your eyes. It's an open vision. And then there's a trance where you just kind of, you kind of like Peter did, you know, uh, up, which saw the sheet that was let down and said, kill and eat. Okay. Now, for me, I'm just telling you for me personally, that's one of the primary ways that, that the Lord speaks to me is by a vision. For instance, I've prophesied over hundreds, possibly thousands of people over the course of 30 years of ministry. In fact, I actually just had a lady contact me. I prophesied over her in 1995, and she had written it down, and she contacted me just a week ago 
and said, I brought out that prophecy that you spoke over me in 1995. Do you remember me? I said, I do remember your name. He says, that thing is powerful and it's coming to pass. So, I mean, 1995, y'all, decades. So, to me, the way the Lord, I've prophesied over hundreds, like I say, possibly thousands, and the way the Lord speaks to me a lot of times is in a vision. Like I'll lay hands on somebody and close my eyes, and then as, as I just begin to pray, pray in the Spirit or whatever, then the Lord just unveils like a, like a scene, like a, like, a, you know, like a meadow with flowers in the meadow, and then maybe the person walking through, and I, I actually had this prophetic vision, for a person and, and, and described to her what I was seeing. And when I described to her what I was seeing, the Spirit of God broke her. She just began to weep. Because I was, I was telling her what I was seeing in that vision, and the Lord was speaking to her through that, and she was hearing the voice of the Lord through my voice. So God can speak to you through a, through a vision, and you need to be open to that. Now, God could speak to you through a dream. God doesn't, you know, the Bible says in, in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, that your old men will dream dreams. And, you know, I, I just really don't dream a whole lot of dreams. So that tells you something, right? I'm not an old man. Because <laughs> your old men, Johnny, because <laughs> your old men, your old men will dream dumb. The Lord, I just don't really, that's just not the way the Lord speaks to me is, is by dreams. But you need to be open to that. And, you know, the, the, the Bible says uh, in Corinthians, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you would prophesy. Do you know what? Listen, it's okay to, to ask the Lord to use you. It's okay to ask the Lord to talk to you in, in, in a particular way that you're comfortable. But it also has to be okay for you if it doesn't come the way you want it it's still okay. Right? It's okay to desire these spiritual gifts. It's okay to be used. It's okay to desire to be used in the prophetic. But you got to be intimately involved enough with the Lord that you know when it's Him. And when it's not your flesh. And I'll be honest with you. There's sometimes, like, I feel the, the sense that I want to prophesy, but... I feel my flesh may be getting involved, and I'll pull back from it because I'm just not sure. You know what I mean? I'm just not sure. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, that can be the struggle a lot of times for us personally when we're trying to get a personal word from, okay, so you're in your prayer closet, right? And you just, you're spending time with the Lord. It's nice and quiet. It's just you and Him. You really sense, I don't know if you guys get this, I, I get it pretty regularly, you just really sense his presence. Like it's almost like he's walked into the room, right? And you just, oh God, you're so good. And then, you know, sometimes you can be in that particular situation and then maybe your desires begin to, to, to flare up a little bit like, you know, I sure would like a new car or I sure would like a new house. You understand what I'm saying? So you've got to be careful that you don't mix your desires with the prophetic word that's beginning to build up in your heart. Does that make sense to you? So, <clears throat> so the Lord can speak to you in dreams, um, and, and, and also the Lord can speak in, through angels. 
I've never had an angel appear to me. I've never seen an angel. Well, I may take that back because I do believe I had an angel appear to me one time. And, and this may help some of you. I'll tell you a story about that. I was, I was headed actually to Russia uh, to teach in the Bible school in Russia back in uh, would have been the early 2000s. And I, I was carrying a, a, a carry-on bag, like a, a, a book bag almost like, and I had my razor, I had a razor in there. This was in the day of when you could carry a razor on, right? I had a, and I always kept a overnight, you know, toiletries in case my luggage got lost. I always had something I could survive on for a couple of days. And uh, I reached my hand into my bag to get something out, and I sliced my finger open off on my razor. And I was bleeding like, oh, my gosh, it was, blood was everywhere. I mean, I was just bleeding everywhere. And I was like, oh, dog. So I went into the bat. Thank God I wasn't on the airplane. I was, you know, just waiting on my next, on my connecting flight. And I went into the bathroom, and, and I'm washing the blood off and trying to get the bleeding to stop. And here comes this dude about this big. No joke. He was huge. And big smile on his face. He had a pair of overhauls on, over, you know, like blue jean type overalls. The dude looked completely out of place. I mean, he was like, dude, you... That is really, you are dressed very unusually. So he comes up. He says, looks like you could use a Band-Aid. I said, yeah, I could use a Band-Aid. Even here, I happen to have one right here. He gives me a Band-Aid, got it like halfway open, gave me the Band-Aid. I said, thank you very much, sir. I popped it open, put it on my finger. And as I'm sitting there, I thought, that dude didn't belong here. So I quickly... Got myself finished up. I mean, it couldn't have been more than 30 seconds. I don't think it was 30 seconds. I quickly ran out of the bathroom. I think I was in Dulles Airport at the time. I ran out into the hallway, and the hallway was wide open. There was hardly any, any people in the hallway at all. The airport wasn't crowded like, like they are nowadays. There was like nobody on. And that dude, you couldn't have missed him. He was 6'4", and, and 260. I mean, he was huge, huge. The dude was gone. He was not anywhere to be found. I mean, I looked, I got out in the hallway and looked down that, looking at the gate, could, and then just shook my head and said, okay, the Bible says that you entertain angels unaware. I mean, I don't know. I can't verify it. I can't prove that that guy was an angel, but he seemed awfully out of place. And he had all the right things at all the right time, if you know what I'm talking about. And that's the way God usually works through his angels, is they got all the right things at all the right time. Right? Okay. And then, and then the last way, and then I'm going to get into the, uh, the other part of my message here, is God can speak to you in an audible voice. Now, again, I've never heard the audible voice of God. You know, but the Bible, Jesus did sell, tell Thomas, Thomas, you have seen and believe. Blessed is he who has not seen and believes. So for me, I don't need an audible voice. The inner witness is enough for me. And I don't know about you, but I like to keep myself heaven-minded. Like, I know one day I'm going to stand before the Lord. Everybody, everybody in here, those of you watching online, you're, everybody here is going to, one day will stand before the Lord. And when I stand before the Lord, I want to have an abundance of rewards that I can throw down at His feet. Amen. So I like to keep myself heavenly minded. So I don't, I don't really, I don't need, I don't need an audible voice from God. I'm good with the inner witness. 
And, and you know, the, the, the more you cultivate your relationship with, with the Lord, the, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, the more you cultivate that relationship, the easier it is to perceive, understand, and have confidence in the inner witness. And see, the thing about the inner witness is you can't be deceived by the inner witness. You could be deceived by an audible voice. Because it could be, you know, the Bible says, the Bible says that Satan himself appears as an angel of light. So you could be deceived, you could be deceived by an angel. Could be Satan himself appearing as an angel of light. You could be deceived by a voice. So that inner witness is the way that God is going to lead you. And, and, it's the, and, and really, it's the most foolproof way when you learn to know it. When you learn to know it. So, <clears throat> okay, just a couple of things. So I've preached this message dozens of times. And, and every time I preach it, every time I teach it, it comes out a little bit differently. And, and in fact, usually I rewrite my notes, you know, for the, for the particular congregation. I preached it at the first service different, way different than I'm preaching it right now. So I'm going to hit a few highlights. And, and what I've kind of done is I've taken my notes over the years, over the decades of preaching this message, teaching this message, and just kind of pulled out some of the highlights of those notes, because I think it'll really help you. Going into 2022, I really believe that us as believers, we really need to know and ascertain the voice of the Lord. We need to hear His voice. And He's continually speaking to us. It's just a matter of, are we hearing what He's saying? So I want to tune my heart. I want to find tune, kind of like those old radios or like ham radios, if you remember. You know, you tune the knobs, right? You don't just press a button and it gets, you tune the knobs to get the perfect frequency in so that you can, you can hear. And it's the same thing with hearing the voice of the Lord. Here's one of the most important things that you, you need to remember. Sin does not disqualify you from hearing the voice of the Lord. People think, I've sinned, the Lord doesn't want to talk to, you, talk to me, how can he? I'm dealing with this issue in my life, why would the Lord speak to me? And so we think that he's like a natural, some of us may have had natural fathers this way. My dad was not this way, but some of us may have had natural dads that would, you know, when you did something wrong, then you got the silent treatment for days or weeks or months, or had mothers maybe that, you know, when you did something wrong, they just wouldn't speak to you for a while. Maybe brothers or sisters or whatever. And so what happens is in our heart, we, we, we connect to God. We relate to God in that way. And it's, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you know, it's terrible. You shouldn't. It's understandable. We, 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 we are natural people. We, we have to deal with our flesh. But we also have to recognize God is not that way. God is not that way. God loves you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you at the, before you sin, while you're sinning, and after you get done sinning. He wants to talk to you. I mean, I, I use this illustration in the first service. How many of y'all can relate to this? So you are in a passionate discussion with a loved one, maybe a wife or a husband or, or whatever. You understand what I mean by a passionate discussion, right? An argument. 
So you are in a passionate discussion, and the Lord begins, you, you starting to, to fill up the magazine with, with, with rounds, right? So you're, you, you've, you've got something you know you can, you can destroy this argument. You can shut the argument down right now because you've got the nuclear weapon that you can use on the other person. And so you're, you're beginning to, you're fixing in your heart to go ahead and release the nuke. And the Lord says to you, don't do that. Come on. And you say, oh, by God, I'm going to do it. You know, because the passions are getting going right and the emotions are getting up in there and you want to win the argument and how dare they say that to me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to slice and dice and you put the, the nuke weapon in the chamber and you're ready to fire it and the Holy Ghost is going, don't do it. I told you don't do it. You know what I'm talking about, that conversation in the back of your head? I told you not to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. But the pressure builds, the pressure builds, you pull the trigger. Blah, 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 blah. You won the argument. You shut it down. That person walks away in tears. You've just cut a wound deep into that person. And, and you know the moment you release the nuke, you realize I can't take that back. And I've just damaged something very valuable to me. Come on, somebody. And the Lord starts to speak to you again after you've done that. And he says, listen, you should not have done that. See, we, we th you were in disobedience when you formed it in your head. You were, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were sinning then. You were sinning when you released it. And you have the consequences of your sin after it. And the Lord will speak to you all the way through that whole thing. He does not turn his back. And then what he'll do is, okay, you've just created a mess. You've just got a massive wound on, on somebody that you love. And now we need to get it fixed. So here's what you need to do. Right? So now, first thing you need to do is humble yourself, swallow your pride, and go apologize. Huh? You see, isn't it amazing how God loves us so much that, that He'll talk to us even in the midst of our, our disobedience? He loves us that. So don't ever in your mind think, God, I ruined that. I messed that up so bad. How could you ever talk to me? Why would you bother? Have you ever felt those emotions? God, why would you? I messed this up so bad. You, I, I don't even want you to talk to me because I just don't deserve it. Well, yeah, you're right. You don't deserve it. But he's still going to talk to you. Even when you don't, even when you go, la, 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 I can't hear you. I can't, he's still going to talk to you and make sure that you hear. And I and you, I know, want to be obedient to what he's telling me to do. And I'll say this, the more you stir up that inner witness and the more, see, the more you become obedient to when God is leading you through your heart, the more you become obedient to that, 
the better you become at that. And when, when you are tempted to lock and load the nuclear, you won't. You may put it in the chamber, but you will have learned enough over obeying on the small little things that when the bigger thing comes, then you, you, can, you can obey on that as well. And, and I'm telling you, I'll say this, hearing the voice of God takes humility. And, there, you know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of distractions in the world today that can take you out of the will of God. And, I, and I'm not going to, on the first service I expanded on these, but I'm just going to quickly, I'm just going to quickly go over the voices that can distract you from hearing the voice of God. And, and number one is the flesh. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. How many of you know your emotions? I, I just, I've, I've learned over the years, I'm just not making decisions based on emotions. Because they only get you into trouble. And, and if you are, like I'm a pretty fiery person. Like I can, I'm very, I, I love to love and I love to laugh. And I, when I get mad, I get mad. And you know what I mean? I just, I, 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 I love the passion of life. It's awesome. And because of that, I can make decisions out of my emotions. And I have learned over the years, you've got to be careful. You've got to pull back. If I feel, if I, and here's another thing too. If you're feeling pushed, if you're feeling pushed, that's not the Lord. If you're feeling pushed to make a decision, that's not the Lord. The, the Holy Spirit leads you. He doesn't push you. You, you, you remember in the Garden of Eden when, when Adam and Eve sinned? Do you know what the Bible says about God at that time? This is now the, the Adam and Eve have sinned. They, they are no longer, they're, they're, they're not perfect anymore. They're in their sin nature now, fully in sin nature. You know how God, you know how God got them out of the garden? He drove them out of the garden. But now, in the new covenant, since you are born again and you have the witness of the Spirit on the inside, the Bible says that you are led by the Spirit. See, He leads you. You know this. Like when He, when He, you, He woos you. He like, come on, let's let's do this. Come on with me. Come on. And if you are stubborn and you don't want to go, He'll just wait for you. He'll wait till you get your heart right in the right place. Then once He gets your heart in the right place, He'll just kind of slowly, gently nudge you, kind of pull you along, grab you by the hand, get out in front of you. And lead the way. And then your response to that is to follow and say, yes, Lord. So, but the problem is emotions can distract us. The opinions of others can distract us. How many of you made that decision in your heart? You know it was God. You've heard from the Lord as best as you know how. There's that inner witness. You didn't hear a voice. You just know, man, I really feel strongly about this. And then somebody who you love and respect they come in, they begin to say words to you, and immediately all of this doubt begins to rise up in your heart. This is why you need to isolate yourself, or if you, if you, if you can't isolate yourself, then insulate yourself 
from the opinions of others. Listen, if God has told you to do something, you need to be, and it takes time. I'm not saying you can learn it overnight. It takes time to learn the voice of the Lord and the inner witness and how it works in your heart. But once you get that inner witness and your confidence you've heard from the Lord, you need to, to keep that confidence up and you need to either isolate yourself from voices of unbelief or insulate yourself to the point where if unbelief comes your way, you cast it down. Because listen, I don't know, I, I told this in the first service, my, my pastor, when, you know, I graduated in 1999 from Bible college when I was thinking about going in 1990. I guess I heard from the Lord in 1995 that it was, I needed to go to Bible school. Um, my pastor, my pastor that I had, and I was, you know, we were volunteering at the church. We were pretty, my wife and I were quite involved in the church. He tried to talk me out of it. He tried to talk me out of going to Bible school. So he said, you know, you can do correspondence. You don't need to go all the way there to Colorado to go to Bible school. You can just do correspondence. We were living in, in Minnesota at the time. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I love my pastor. I respected my pastor. You know, so, but, but thank God I didn't follow his opinion because if I, if I would have followed his opinion, I wouldn't have been here today. So, you, and, and you know, that's another thing too. You, you need to be in this walk of faith that we're in. You need to be looking long range. Not just here today and now, but you need to be looking long range. So, Opinions other. Pain. Pain can distract you from hearing the voice of the Lord. And it and I'm I'm talking emotional pain or physical pain. Right? I mean I've I've had some physical pain in my body and and trying to hear the voice of the Lord or get a witness on what I need to do to, to alleviate the pain. And I'm telling you, that pain in my body can speak way louder than the voice of the Lord, unless you've trained yourself to hear. And it can be the same with emotional pain. Come on, I mean, we've got a lot of hurting people in our world today. Christians. I've counseled some of them over the years. I mean, Christians who are just broken. And, 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 and really, I mean, they love God, but can hardly function emotionally. Because just so broken. You know, that that. That pain, that emotional pain has a voice. How many of you know that has a voice? We know what words can do in our own heart. When we've had harsh words spoken over, over us, and if it's been from a person in authority over us, and it's been a, a constant barrage of harsh words, those harsh words can cause scars and pain. And then that pain can have a voice that can drown out the voice of the Lord. And so we need to take the time, and we need not only take the time, but we need to renew our mind to the Word of God. And, 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 and tell we need to continue to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ. Because, you know, that's how you become victorious in this life is by renewing your mind to who you are in Christ and forgetting those things that lie behind. The good and the bad. If you remind, if you remind yourself and renew your mind to, to who you are in Christ, the voice of the Spirit will come louder on the inside of you. 
Amen? Okay, so when it comes to that, when it comes to, to hearing, here's an exercise that I do on a regular basis, and, and I think it would, it, would, it would be of value to you guys, is I confess my ability to be able to hear and discern the voice of the Lord. So you just, you, whenever you, you get time to be alone with the Lord, whatever your, your, your intimate time with the Lord looks like, um, it's different for everybody. You just, you say, to the, you say, Lord, I thank you. Your word declares that my sheep know my voice and they will not follow another. I thank you, God. I thank you, Father, that I hear your voice. I thank you, Father, your voice is loud and clear in my heart. You confess that on a daily basis, it'll become revelation to you. It'll, become, it'll be a rhema word into your heart. And you'll know that I can hear the voice of God. And it will build. I, I'm, just, I'm declaring this over you today. For, for 2022, it'll build a confidence in you that the devil can't knock you off of. Amen. Amen. Do you receive that? I'm declaring that over you today that you're going to be able to hear the voice of the Lord in 2022 more than you've ever been able to hear His voice. It's going to be remarkable how clear His voice will be in your heart. And you need to just say, okay, I believe that. I believe in the Lord thy God and I'm I'm established and I believe the prophet who just spoke it over me that I hear His voice and therefore I'm going to prosper in that area. Amen. That's That's how you declare that over yourself. Okay, here's another. Here's, so you, you need to confess your ability to, hear, to discern the voice of God and hear it. And you also need to have expectation that you're going to hear. Too many times, you know, listen, I've got a full-time job. You know, I'm a minister all over the place. You know, I, and, and before I came here, I had a construction company and senior pastor of a church. So I was... You know, and my construction company had like three different divisions. So I was, I know what it's like to be busy, right? I know what it's like to be busy. But you, you, you have to make time for the Lord and to hear from Him. If this is important to you, if hearing His voice is important to you, that means you're going to find time to shut the TV off, to shut the radio off, to shut the internet off. And you're going, to, you're, you're going to have to find time. If you say it's important, put your money where your mouth is. I'm sorry, that's a harsh word. I don't, I don't mean to be harsh. But if you, if you really want to hear and if you want to be a part of this, this great revival that's going to happen in 2022, then you, you need to put yourself in a position that you're ready to hear what the Lord is saying. And, and I know from being busy, I know how difficult it can be with all the demands of life upon us. I get it, 100%. But do you esteem that higher than anything else in your life? Do you esteem spending time with the Lord of more value than a half an hour or more of sleep? Just saying. Just saying. So, because you could sac- I mean, I, 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 know for, I know for a fact, because I've traveled all around the world and lived on limited amounts of sleep, and running a business, pastoring a church, doing all that stuff, very little limited amount of sleep. I can, I, can, I can tell you right now 
you're better off getting a half an hour less of sleep and getting up and praying in the Holy Ghost for that half an hour than you are getting that half an hour of sleep. Because that praying in the Holy Ghost will quicken your mortal body. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And if that spirit who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body. He will strengthen. He will heal. You need healing in your body? You need to spend some time with the Lord praying in the Holy Ghost. And that healing will manifest supernaturally. Okay, I don't want to go into a healing message right now. But, <clears throat> okay, John chapter 12, verses 27 and 29. This is a very interesting scripture. And I ended, I ended last, uh, last service with this one. So John chapter 12, verse 27 through 29. But if the, oh, hey, you pulled that up. That was great, guys. I didn't see that until just now. Now, my soul is troubled. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Isn't that interesting? So think about that just for a minute. There's, there's a group of people. We don't know how many it was. I mean, Jesus usually had thousands of people hanging out around him, right? Especially when he's, he was getting close to the end of his, his ministry when he had blood in his veins here on the earth, right? I, I say it that way because he's not done with his ministry. He's still at work. He's just working through us, right? Okay, so, this is a, so let's just say, let's just use a small number. Say he had 100 people around him at the time. And this voice came from heaven. And there's three types of people who heard that voice. There's the people who are focused on the natural, and that's all they heard. Because they heard it thunder. Now, now, now think about this just for a minute. All three, all these three types of people heard exactly the same thing. They heard the Father from heaven speaking, saying, I have glorified my name and I will glorify my name. Some people thought it thundered. So, you know, listen, we've got born-again believers who love God, but they just live out of the natural all the time. They don't believe in the prophetic. They don't believe that God can speak to somebody. They, I, I've had pastors, I've had Baptist pastors tell me, the only thing, God, this is it. Once the fullness of canon came, the canon being the Bible, once the fullness of the Bible came, then God quit speaking to people. This is all He speaks is by His Word. That's it. I've had pastors tell me that. And they don't believe in the prophetic word. They don't believe in healing. They don't believe in speaking in tongues. They don't believe in any of that. That's the, that's the type of person that's only going to hear it thunder. They're not going to hear the voice of the Lord. because You know why? Because they're not expecting. They're not expecting to hear the voice of the Lord. Because they don't. Listen, if, if right now my wife and son are probably out somewhere having lunch. Right? Okay, little, little, little mom-son time together. Right now, if I heard somebody talking... In the, in, the, in the narthex out here, I would not think it was my wife, even though it could possibly be her. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, she's at the restaurant having lunch right now with her son. Right? So I, I'm, not even, I'm not expecting to hear her voice. But, I, but if she was out there running the product table and I heard somebody talking, well, that's my wife. I'm expecting 
that I could hear her voice because, because she's here in the building. So that first type, that you, they, 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 they're not expecting to hear them. They're not expecting any supernatural thing to happen, so they just hear it thunder. And then there's the other people who thought an angel said something. Well, that's the person who maybe doesn't expect God to speak personally to them, but, you know, God, if he, if he wants to speak, he'll speak. Maybe he'll speak, maybe he won't speak, we don't know. Oh, that was super, yeah, I believe in the supernatural, but it's really never a personal thing. God is not speaking personally to them. An angel spoke their spiritual things. So that, what's that? That's, let's say we had 100 people. That takes care of two-thirds. So that's 66 people did not hear clearly the voice of the Lord. And Jesus said in verse 30, Jesus said, this, this voice came not because of, of me. Well, here it is right here. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not become because of me, but for your sake. In other words, Jesus said, listen, I don't need an audible voice. I hear the voice of the Lord in my heart, and I'm obedient to what I hear. I see, I see by vision. I see by dream. I, my, my Father speaks to me in all of these different ways, and I obey when I hear His voice. I don't need an audible voice. This, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. But think about it. Even though that that voice came for, for them, only 33 of the 100 heard it. We know the disciples heard it. They had some intimacy with Jesus. And he was speaking to them. That's interesting. I want to be part of the 33. I want to be the 33% that actually hear the voice of the Lord and recognize him as him speaking to me. Okay, <clears throat> so it takes expectation, discernment, and willingness to hear the voice of the Lord. You need to expect to hear it. And, and again, you know, I just know the way the Lord speaks to me. I, I, I don't really get an audible voice so much as I get an understanding, like I'm supposed to do this, or I'm supposed to do that, or... You know, what about this? Or tell this. But I get these impressions. I don't necessarily get actual words. Sometimes I have conversation with the Lord, and we have a complete conversation. But a lot of times it's just a nuance, an expectancy. Those are the things. That's the stuff that you need to, to cultivate. Is that, you know what? The Lord, it's not going to be this booming voice, but he's going to leave an impression on my heart that I need to give this person $100. Or I need to, to, to speak this word over that person. Or God's got something. You know, a lot of times when something good is about to happen to me, I, I may not even know what it is, but there's just something inside of me that says, oh, yeah, baby, something good is about to happen. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. Where some, you just know on the inside of you, oh my gosh, the pressure is building. And the more you pray about it, the more you pray in the Spirit, and that's a, that's a key. I'm getting close on time here. Um, that's a key is praying in the Holy Ghost. Is the more you pray in the Spirit, 
man, when, when the Lord is speaking to you about something and you need to get clarity and direction on it, man, you just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and that thing begins to get so big on the inside of you, you just know it's God. I mean, I, I've been to a place where it's just like, man, I need to get outside and run around my house just to, to get rid of this because I'm like, I'm about ready to pop because it's, God is getting so big on the inside of me about this that I've been praying about. And you know what? There's the thing is, your circumstances may not have changed. They may be exactly the same. But something on the inside of you says, something good is about to happen. See, that's the Lord. It's that impression. It's that, it's that understanding. Okay, so I, I, I got one. How are we doing on time? We're good? We're getting close? Okay. Um, if you could bring up 1 Kings 19, 11, and 12. I'm going to try to close on this. i got one other scripture I do want to hit before I close. Um, 1 Kings 19, 11, and 12. This is about Elijah. Elijah just had this massive victory with the prophets of Baal and Jezebel, right, where he called fire down from heaven. You remember the story in, in your Bible that, that Elijah called fire down from heaven and it consumed the sacrifices and it consumed all it, and, and just prior to that, the prophets of Baal did all day and into the evening, they, were, they tried to call fire down and they never were able to call fire down. They cut themselves and poured blood all over the sacrifice and, and they were never able to get fire called down. And actually one of my favorite things in the Bible, the, Elijah said, what, is your, is your God going to the bathroom? Or is he, did he get lost? Do you need to change your clothes? And so he's mocking them, which I love it. And then he gets up and he calls fire down from heaven and, he, and, and then the, the fire consumes the sacrifice and everything. And he says to kill all the prophets of Baal. And that all happens. And then Jezebel sends him a note that I'm going to kill you before sundown. And he runs off and hides like some little baby. I don't figure that one out. But anyway, so he's hiding in a cave and, he, and here's where the story picks up. Then, he's, then, then, then God said to him, then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Some translations say a gentle, whispering voice. Now think about that for a minute. I would have surely have thought the Lord would have been in the earthquake. I would have surely have thought cracking rocks in half, that's the Lord. I would have surely thought a fire, man, that had to be a fire of the fire of God, right? Had to be, the, but the Lord was not in any of it. See, in that spectacular stuff, the Lord wasn't in it. The Lord was in the still, small voice. See, we too many times look for the spectacular. But I'm saying we just need to look for the supernatural. And it's supernatural. You think about this. The creator of the world. The, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 that by him, speaking of Jesus, by him all things were created. 
and nothing was created that was, nothing was made that was made without him. So in other words, everything was created by and through Jesus. And he resides in you. We got to quit looking for the, for the spectacular and look for the supernatural that's inside of us. Amen? All right, I got one last scripture that I really want to go. And you guys, if the worship team can come up, that would be great. Um, Romans 10, 17. You've heard the scripture, I'm sure, quoted so many times. Now, first, just real quickly, you guys know what a logos, the difference between a logos and a rhema, right? Okay, a logos is the written word of God. So a logos is this right here, my Bible. Hold my Bible up. The logo, that's the logos. A rhema, a rhema is, is a revealed part of, of the voice of the Lord. So you, you'll understand rhema if I explain it to you this way. So you, you have been reading your Bible, your logos, you're reading the logos, and you get to a scripture and it's like, oh my, how did I miss that? I can't believe I've never seen that before. You know how that word just like jumps off the page and it becomes alive to you? You know what I'm talking about? Y'all raise your hand if you've had that happen. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. You know what you've just gotten? A rhema. So you were reading the Logos. The Holy Spirit talked to you, and you got a rhema. You got a, you, the, 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 the Spirit spoke to you, confirmed that in your heart, and you got a revelation. You got a rhema. Romans 10, 17 says, Now, so then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the rhema of God. Did you know that word is translated rhema? It's not logos. It's not logos. It's rhema. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by a rhema of God. See, a lot of times we use the word of God like, a, like, a, like an ointment, like, like we're trying to get healing in our body. So we think if we confess enough of the logos, then it'll become, it'll bring healing to our body. But it's not that. It's the rhema that you need. You're better off taking one scripture and laying in bed when you can't sleep at night. When you're laying in bed, you just flip that scripture around in your head until finally you have an aha moment. You know what I mean by an aha moment? Oh, is that what that says? Oh. I get it now. That's a rhema. Your healing is moments away. Once you get that, once you get that rhema from the Lord, your healing, the devil, there's not a demon in hell that can stop your healing from coming. There's not a demon in hell that can stop your prosperity from coming. There's not a, there's, there's, when you get a rhema, when you take that logos and turn it into a living rhema within your heart, your deliverance is right around the corner. Just hold on tight, because it's coming. Amen? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. Let me, uh, I just want to say this. You know, I consider this my, my, my local church. This is where I, my wife and I, we go to church here. You guys are family. I mean, we usually come to the 830 service. That's why maybe a lot of you haven't seen me. And I travel, you know, a bit too. Uh, but but I, I consider you guys family. And I just, I just, I feel honored 
that Pastor Rick would, would, would ask me to come here and minister to my family. I, I consider it a great honor. And I just want to say that, you know what? I, I, this is a great church, and we're just blessed to be here, and I love you guys. And you know what? 2022 is going to be a great year. It really is going to be. Put the, the former things behind. Forget about 2020. Forget about 2021. 2022 is awesome. And you guys, you're the cream of the crop. You can hear the voice of the Lord better than anybody. God is speaking to you. And in fact, if you could just stand up, let me just let me let me pray for you and, and then we'll get into worship. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you for my family. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to minister to them. And Lord, we just look forward to 2022. Lord, as we begin to pray about it this coming week, the week before uh, the, the start of the new year, Lord, your word declares that my sheep know my voice and they will not follow another. I thank you that your voice is loud and clear to the people in this room and the people who are listening by live stream. I thank you that your voice is loud and clear in their heart. I just pray that the distractions of life the things that would try to pull them out of the will of God would be, would be rendered useless in their life, Lord, would have no effect, and that your voice would be paramount. And Lord, help them to see who they are in you. By your Spirit, continually remind them of who they are in you. Father, thank you for the great year of 2022 and what you're going to do personally in each and every person at the sound of my voice. I speak blessing, prosperity, and increase over them in the mighty name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen. Let's worship. <clears throat>